Hey guys, Dr. Pats here. It is time we talked about hormonal acne. Now I suffered from hormonal acne for years. I mean, it was big, it was cystic, it was disgusting. It was like I had a mask on the whole lower side of my face. Didn't want to leave the house without, you know, 10 layers of makeup minimum, like terribleness. But in retrospect, this is a good thing because it really led me to delve deeper and deeper into just what a different animal hormonal acne is all about and develop some great treatments to restore a person's outer beauty so we can blend it with their inner beauty, feel good about themselves and feel confident to face the world again. So let's talk about it. So hormonal acne is different than regular acne. So hormonal acne is that deep, cystic, you know, pimples that never want to pop, kind of itch, have redness and a big margin all the way around them, especially on the lower face, along the jawline and in the cheeks, just craziness. So it has multiple components, okay? So first of all, it has the hormonal component, which is usually related to an excess of testosterone breakdown products in our skin. This breakdown product is called dihydrotestosterone. See, now this actually comes from our ovaries, believe it or not, because our ovaries make both male and female hormone. Wouldn't you know? So that male hormone, though, testosterone and its breakdown products are responsible for our overall sense of being robust and having energy and our sex drive, but can also do crappy stuff to our skin and hair. So when this dihydrotestosterone builds up and settles in your skin and on your scalp, it can make you lose hair on your scalp, can make you gain hair on your face, and make that terrible cystic acne. Now, in addition to that, hormonal acne has a bacterial component. That's why it itches sometimes. That's why it gets those big, big cystic painful pimples. That's the bacteria talking. And the bacteria we're talking about is usually staph, if not sometimes strep, because we have staph and strep kind of lurking around on our skin at all times, just waiting for an opportunity, if you will, to enter below the skin and cause us trouble, right? So we got a hormonal part and we have a bacterial part. And then there's a third part. The skin and hormonal acne is usually actually on the dry side, believe it or not, but yet it looks oily to the naked eye. But you know why it looks oily? Because we spend all our time trying to dry the heck out of it so then it, like, it fights back. It's a very defensive hormonal acne. It fights back and makes even more oil to fight against all the attempts we're trying to do to dry it out. So the point is, hormonal acne is a complex animal, different than other kinds of acne, and it requires three different considerations. You know, one, to decrease the amount of that dihydrotestosterone. Two, to not overly attempt to dry the skin so that it reactively makes oil and three to create to treat the bacteria so a lot of the times we end up using uh birth control to try and decrease the amount of that male hormone because birth control increases something called sex hormone binding globulin that will bind up all that extra testosterone and help keep it from acting on the skin. That alone sometimes makes significant strides in hormonal acne. Sometimes patients need even a little more beyond birth control or if they're not candidates for birth control. And we use androgen blockers like spironolactone, 
which traditionally was a blood pressure medicine that's a diuretic, but also has androgen-blocking properties. Sometimes we need to add that in addition to the birth control to help with all that extra male hormone. Now, when you're on something like a diuretic, like that's spironolactone, though, it's very important to get that potassium checked every three months. Now, as far as the bacteria part, I am not a big fan of systemic oral antibiotics that ruin the whole rest of your gut and your natural flora. Instead, I opt for topical. My personal favorite is topical cleosin wipes. Use those just twice a day. Gets rid of that staph and strep like nobody's business without all the sun sensitivity and the complications and the systemic problems. Now, third element as the dryness. Sometimes we use no moisturizer, no anything at all. But the usual regimen that I recommend to patients who suffer from hormonal acne would be something like the Neutrogena Cooling Gel Scrub, something that has just enough anti-inflammatory components to calm the skin with just enough salicylic acid to be effective without over-drying and then like a um, oil-free moisturizer on top of that and then boom, within a month or two, that skin looks like it never has before. So there's our little summary on hormonal acne. Just remember, not everything requires Accutane or signing waivers or, you know, deathly risks. Hormonal acne is, in fact, different. So there you go. There's our tips of the day. And have a great day, everybody.